welcome 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 everyone welcome to self-reclaimed my name's Mari and i shall be your host how are we all doing how are you guys i hope that you've kept well and i hope you're having a fun time because i sure am so an incredible amount has happened in the past few months that I've been away. I feel like every single time I leave, there's like a lifetime of stuff that I need to update you all on. And I quite like the informal chit chat, you know, the casual drop-ins because first of all, it's easier for me to maintain. And second of all, sometimes I just don't be having anything to say. Sometimes I'm trying to be in my mysterious girl era, but that's not the vibe today. I am gonna talk your ear off for the next however minutes that you decide to stay and listen but yeah i have had an incredible summer so far i'm i'm still in sort of shock if you if you guys don't even follow me on instagram essentially you are speaking to a bronze medalist at the under 23 world championships i made it guys i did it i did the damn thing honestly i wouldn't be here without like any of you guys and i'm so grateful to see all the hard work and the prayers amount to this you know i'm more or less living my dream i couldn't have asked for anything better like my first ever under 23 world championships and i was able to podium i got bronze like that's just insane but We'll get more into that later on. I want to share everything that's been going on. It's going to be a lot of rowing chat, so buckle in. Essentially, after the last episode where I was talking about coming out of my winter blues and finding joy in the things that make me happy again, I was pulled straight into training with the under-23 squad. Like, basically, how rowing works is that lots of people get the opportunity to go and row and study in america so they'll go to like american colleges and stuff so whilst us british natives and like people that are at british unis are doing the trials from november the people in america will submit a few erg schools and stuff obviously crack on with their training there and then they come back to the uk and they have to do their trials a few weeks before worlds which i mean i don't really know what would be better i really i've not experienced either but it is quite intense so i was training with them and the training was kind of like winter training lots of long miles and low rate stuff which i don't mind i love me a good winter block but in the summer oh it was tough it was tough doing long long miles on the water when it's like 28 degrees even 30 degrees was just a bit much but i managed to survive i was plonked straight into a double with Catherine george she was at stroke i was at bow um and it still makes me giggle to this day the fact that anyone let me go to the under 23 world championships at bow but at the same time i'm not a natural stroke woman either and then i'm also not very fast in a single so i was kind of like Farah, you've just got to buckle up. You've just got to use this as a learning experience, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, growth, all of that crap. I was just telling myself it's okay. But if you're not a rower, essentially the responsibilities of the bow woman are 
to steer, follow the rhythm of the stroke woman and to make the calls. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not terrible at it, but the steering part, did I almost kill a few innocent people? Probably, probably. I cannot deny that allegations. However, we got there at the end. Did we get to the finish line? Yes or no, we did, we did. Um, oh my goodness, my steering, the anxiety for my steering was particularly bad for our first side-by-side -side race, which was at Henley Women's. Um, the Henley course, first of all, no one needed to make the start that difficult. No one needed to do that. I understand we love tradition, especially in rowing, but someone needs to just straighten up that damn course because the amount of anxiety it gives me is not okay. And quite a few people get it wrong as well. I'm just like, when will we learn? When is enough casualties enough? But yeah, if you watch the first side-by-side -side race that we did, um, I can't, I don't even know how it works. It's not a heat. What is it? I have no clue. I literally have no clue anyway if you watch that uh you will see i am almost breaking my freaking neck looking around to make sure that i don't crash into either the booms or our opponents because both are very likely possibilities it was just too much stress for me but anyway Henley women's went really really well we won in the champ double um so yeah my second win of Henley women's it's also crazy to me that last year the peak of my season my racing season was winning the aspirational single at Henley Women's like that was the peak and I was on Cloud Nine I was like oh my god it literally can't get better than this um so yeah crazy that that was the first stop of many the next week we went on to do Holland Becker and that's kind of like the Holland version of their Henley. Um, so there, there are a few other international crews that were there. And this time it was lane racing, which is a little bit easier than just like the 1v1, in my opinion, at least, I don't know. I find it easier when there's like more people because then there's just, it's less intense, I think. Um, so yeah, that went really, really well. We won in the under 23 like segment what is it even called the under 23 category um on the saturday and then we also won in the senior category on the sunday so so far all the wins all around having a great time on cloud nine i'm like oh my goodness we're not slow are we like this is a pretty good double um then we had Henley Royal, which went well as well, well as could go. It's tough, tough competition at Henley Royal. Um, we were beat by the, oh God, I can't remember their nationality. I think it's the Australians. Um, and they were a lightweight double that had recently just come second at the World Cup. So I was like, fair, fair enough. A silver at the World Cup, fair enough. I will... I will accept that defeat. Um, but yeah, Henley, uh, it's just never really my favorite place to race because the, first of all, the steering situation. Second of all, the water is just so bouncy because it's so busy. Third of all, you get all the Tom, Dick and Harry's. Like the crowd, some are there to watch the rowing, some are there for a good time, which is fair enough. But when you're racing, that can be quite overwhelming. Like when you're passing Mahiki at 7pm and you're hearing full on club music, 
is that the vibe that you want not really and i swear it's so close like the crowd is just so close because i guess it's along the riverside like they're they're people that literally can jump into the river it's so overwhelming for me but i had a fun time nonetheless and we did pretty well i'm really proud of us so yeah we had built up quite a good profile portfolio of racing a few successes and we learned from the losses and i feel like we had so much raw potential it was finally piecing together and we were finally forming a crew you know it was really really fun and exciting to see the prospects of it all so then we went into crew formation and for some crew formation can be a breeze for others it can be hell on earth i really the system i still haven't sussed it out this is the first time i made it this far made it to crew formation last year as i was saying before i didn't even make it this far like at april trials was when i was tapped out because i just wasn't fast enough and due to covid they weren't really lenient with the amount of like development athletes that were around they didn't take any spares even the people that were selected some of them got cut because of like covid contacts and stuff like that so they didn't even end up going to worlds so yeah it was fair enough but i came into this with zero expectations and i was like okay this can either be a breeze or the worst thing of my life because yeah sometimes I don't really know how it works from a coach's perspective, of course, because I'm not a coach, but sometimes I feel like there's a few boats that people just could not compete with. So, for example, the single scholars that went this year, um, no one was really competing with them. Like, all throughout the trial season, they were always the fastest. And it's like, fair enough. Fair enough. Whereas when you're trying to make a crew boat, that's when it gets a bit more technical because even though some people maybe faster than others they may work so much better in a crew boat and so on and so forth that's it, it just becomes a whole thing but yeah we were on the luckier side for sure because we had done so much racing together and got so much success and also got so much better we had kind of gelled and created this complete crew we, we knew what worked best for us our race plan we knew it like the back of our hand and it worked so yeah we only had to do two runs we didn't even switch boats but i think the direction that the coaches were going in was either a double and a quad or a double or a quad so yeah it was sort of just seeing if there were other athletes that could add to us or other athletes that were fast enough to go into a quad by themselves. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. So on the women's side, they only took a single scholar, which was Lauren Henry, and the double, which was Catherine and I. And yeah, it was it was a privilege to be selected, but at the end of the day, I was trying to not let imposter syndrome get the best of me and start to jeopardize my performance, you know, sort of, let the negative thoughts creep in like you don't belong here oh my goodness like they're just like this is a lot of pressure and stuff like that and in order to help me with the imposter syndrome i was looking at the facts did i do extremely well at the past few trials yes i did did i work my freaking butt off and have tunnel vision to make it here yes i did um and that's not to say that if i had done this last year if i had had 
all of these elements in place last year, I would have definitely gone to Worlds. At the end of the day, it's just about who's the fastest. And if you don't have that raw speed, then you can do all the manifestation, all the visualization, all the journaling in the world, and you just won't get there, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just looking at the facts. I was like, last year you weren't fast enough, yes, but you've worked so hard and you have got you have come so far that you cannot tell yourself you cannot sit here and lie to yourself and be like you don't belong to me here like you don't deserve to be here and stuff like that you know um but yeah that was really cool to get selected and it was also really scary not for the reasons that you think but because of covid oh my goodness people were still dropping like flies like during the crew formation itself i swear there there were probably towards 10 people that caught covid and i was just like oh my goodness why is this still a thing there was a random like resurgence of it and i don't know if it was probably just located around the london area like south england area or if it was like a general uk thing i was just trying to stay positive and not look at any of the bad vibes in the news but i was like i swear to freaking goodness like if i do not get to go to worlds because of this covid that i still haven't caught knockwood i don't really want to catch it but i don't know how i've made it this far covid free watch me literally just put that out into the universe and tomorrow i get covid but anyway um yeah it was it was kind of scary because it was like I had a family event or something. I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I will not be getting on a train to come and see you. I I just cannot risk it right now. I've worked so freaking hard. But that was another element of it that was like, ugh, unnecessary stress. Not the vibe, not the vibe at all. But yeah, then we went into like the pre-world camp and we were put into a hotel in reading which is really nice oh my goodness we we were living lavish um but yeah that was to sort of just isolate us and make sure that we had our own bubble and that worked really well in mitigating like the covid um transmission and all that stuff so yeah it was quite fun it was obviously hard to be away from friends and family but i think because i was so distracted um i wasn't actually able to deep it and dwell on it but yeah it was really cool as well because what i love about the rowing community so as i said like lots of people came from america so i met a lot of new people and i also met a lot of familiar faces again so it was nice to spark up the conversations and it was almost like we picked up from where we left off and rowing is so niche and so weird and quirky that i feel like it's nice to have a community where everyone's so bubbly and welcoming and genuinely when you meet someone in the rowing community like they'll become a friend for life um that's so cringy but i just think it's so wholesome like it's so sweet that that's the way it works and you know that's just the unspoken rule that everyone's good vibes and we're here for a good time um i was definitely kind of nervous coming into it thinking like oh my god like these are gonna be my competitors i guess so like what if they hate me but no one really gave off those vibes like everyone was just like yeah we're here to train we're here to have fun and whatever happens happens so that was really really nice but yeah so in the pre-worlds camp it was definitely geared a lot more to racing so we'd done all the baseline fitness the foundation a few months before and now we were trying to get speedy we had um 
a speed order test which was basically just like a full 2k every single boat does it and you just put numbers down and oh my goodness <laughs> it didn't really go very well for us actually it was can I say it was our worst performance? I do, I do think that was our worst performance. I do think that was our worst performance for the pure reason that the day before I had heat stroke and I was like, okay, this is so embarrassing because it was entirely self-inflicted. Like I, I was wearing my sun cream and stuff, but I didn't wear my sunglasses. Like I just had them on my head and then my eyes got sunburned. I was like, okay, great. Love that. And then for the second session, I forgot my water bottle. So I just wasn't hydrating throughout the session, but I hydrated before and after and I was like, surely that would be enough. So yeah, I woke up with a fever. It wasn't COVID, thank God. And I was just like, Ugh you've only gone and got heat stroke this is so embarrassing i had no appetite i was dying but i managed to push through and then the next day i felt great but the next day what happened catherine had heat stroke i was like do you know what what are we like just what are the odds so when we were doing the crew formation speed order test whatever not even crew formation sorry the speed order test we were just like let's get from a to be without passing away and that's exactly what we did it if there was the energy just wasn't there because there was no energy to give and yeah unfortunately Catherine's rib started like hurting acting up a little bit so we were quite broken down but keeping in mind that we had been racing literally since like Henley Women's which was early June I want to say um mid-June and it was coming towards mid-July we had done like a month of racing back to back we were tired we were so tired I mean we were having a fun time but racing does take it out of you a lot even though in comparison to regular training it's a lot more chill I guess like essentially you only do a warm-up a 2k and then a warm down it's not as intense but I think it's the mental side of it that really was wearing us away and for me in particular having to switch into race mode it's it's a completely different like mindset and it's very tiring because you're spending all this energy trying to fight off the negative vibe thoughts and then also trying to hype yourself up but not get too excited because if you get too excited you could totally screw up the race plan you know it's, it's just it's a lot and for someone that's only been rowing for four years and like this is the first sport that I've ever done um I have so much to learn and I feel like every single time I race I only get better of course but yeah it's a lot it's a lot it doesn't come naturally to me lots of things don't come naturally to me clearly but <laughs> yeah so and then also the ADHD side of things was really wearing me down because we essentially didn't have any days off I don't really know why they do this i will be asking my coach when i get back to training why on earth it's this way but training was done every single day and it didn't have to be intense training but they would say like oh we want to keep you ticking along and i'm like okay like physically fine i get it but mentally the fact that i'm having to train every day is so taxing like I, I don't know i just i don't know i personally feel like it doesn't work for me and i guess that's probably something that i'm gonna have to figure out if i'll just adapt to it as time goes on or 
you know, it's something that I'll have to discuss with coaches and be like, listen, I need a day off because with the ADHD and rowing, especially rowing in a crew boat, I have to concentrate so hard and so intensely to make sure that I'm doing all my responsibilities as bow woman. So steering correctly and making the course correctly and um, like following the stroke woman. And on top of that, we're obviously trying to make technical changes in order to make the boat go faster. So it's just, it's a lot of mental energy being exerted and having to do that every day. Yeah, it's not taking much out of me physically, but mentally I was just finished. I was like, I'm so tired. And then on top of that, obviously missing my family and stuff. Um, it was quite a lot, but I guess now I know what to expect and I was able to manage well, but I definitely was not thriving. Um, but yeah, I guess now I can be more confident when speaking to the coaches as well, because I ha- I trust my coach at Twickenham, Helen. I trust her so much. I trust her with my life. So whenever she tells me to do something, I don't really question it. And I'm like, oh, she always has my best interest at heart. And, you know, I trust her. I She knows what she's doing so why must I question it but working with new new coaches that don't know me as well I can't really have that same attitude of course they have my best interest at heart but they don't know me you know so they don't know that I get really really fatigued mentally if I don't have a day off and when I'm fatigued mentally I just don't want to do it at all like I'm like I would rather give up now because I'm done. My brain needs a break, you know? They don't know that and I need to communicate that. So now I know that that's how it works and I have more confidence in communicating it because I know the the consequences of if I don't. Um, So yeah, that was just one element. I don't even know how we got off onto that tangent. Anyway, we were doing the pre-world camp and it was going well. Then we flew out to Italy, Varese. So yeah, it was under 23 and under 19 this year. Apparently it's not always like that. So it was quite busy. The lake itself though, oh my goodness, gorgeous, stunning. Like I was just like, so overwhelmed by the beauty i think it was just a sight that i had never seen before if you don't know where Varese is it's north italy it's also near like lake como which is a bit more popular and stuff like that so yeah it's a little bit close to milan i guess you can get a train to milan from there um yeah it was just stunning and i was like i literally could not believe that I am here I cannot believe it um and it was so much fun the first few days I guess because it hadn't got serious yet so we flew out like I want to say like two or three days before we started racing um we were just enjoying the Italian food and going for walks and enjoying the views even the hotel that we stayed in the view was incredible I was in shock every single time I swear, oh gosh, even thinking about it, I'm just like overwhelmed by the fact that I was so privileged to get to stay there and see all these beautiful sights. I always love traveling and COVID definitely took that away. Um, Not the love for traveling, but the traveling part. So it was nice to experience something new. When we went to Hollenbecker in um, Amsterdam, we were in, it was fun, but we didn't really get to do much sightseeing. It, we were really close to the airport, so it was just from the lake to the hotel, and that was it. That was that on that. 
so yeah unfortunately there wasn't much sightseeing that was done whereas in Italy we were able to go on walks and stuff it wasn't as strict I guess we went to the ice cream shop so many times oh my gosh but it was so much fun and then we got into the actual creme de la creme the racing itself and to be fair during the heat so that the heat's the first race and then you can have the repercharge and then it's the semi and then it's the final that's how it worked for our race other races tend to be different i think it's based on numbers um but yeah the heat i wasn't too scared for because if we did really bad in the heat we had the repercharge which is like an intermediary heat basically to see if you can make it to the a or a slash b semis or you'll get seeded into the c slash d semis so i was kind of like okay this can literally go tits up and we'll still have a second chance to make it to the a slash b semis and um sorry i just realized i was saying a slash b semis when i should have just said a b semis anyway um so yeah i was like okay this is gonna go well you know no stress it is what it is and we ended up winning the heat which was really really exciting because i was like oh my god i just did my first ever race at the championships that i don't even know what to say i don't even know how to feel but it was quite the humdinger like we were i want to say in third slash fourth for quite a while and then we just came surging through our middle cave was really really strong and I'm so grateful that Catherine and I have very similar physiologies in terms of like we we like lower rate and we've just got so much power that we don't need to stress about coming first off the start but our start still wasn't slow to be honest but we just didn't hold it for as long as most people so most people would hold their start till like the 500 we would hold it till the 150 because we were like we know what we're good at that long and strong 1k let's go um so yeah in the heat it literally got to like the last 200 meters and it was top two to not have to do the repercharge and we were in third and we it was it was just so intense because i was like I don't want to come third like if we're gonna have to do the rapid charge i want to be like fifth or sixth i don't want to be third and we were so close so we were trying to overtake i think the swiss and in overtaking the swiss we managed to overtake the canadians which meant that we ended up first in the heat and then that gave us free ride to the ab semis and i was so nervous this oh my god no like it was thinking about it i want to throw up i was so freaking nervous for the semis because from the semis it determines whether you're in the a final or the b final and obviously i really really wanted to be in the a final and it's only the top three that go to the a final and then the bottom three go to the b final and i was just like shitting bricks i was like oh my god so it definitely wasn't our best race technically um but we managed we managed we somehow made it through we ended up coming second and the lithuanians came first oh no not lithuanian sorry romanians came first but they were crazy fast they honestly they took the cake and i was like fair enough but 
of the people in the A final, I think our time that we had done was like the fourth slowest. So we weren't really in a great position coming into it. And I was trying to stay confident. I was trying to stay internal. Another amazing thing about Catherine is that her confidence never wavers. I swear, she's like, you know what? We can do it. I believe in this. I believe in us and we're gonna smash it. All we have to do is try hard. Literally on the start line of the final, she goes, I trust you. And I was like, I trust you. Like she just had so much confidence, which was really reassuring Um, and also something that I sort of want to pick up as well, like having confidence in yourself doesn't make you cocky, it doesn't make you ignorant, it just shows that you know what you are capable of and we are capable of greatness, you know, like that's there's nothing cocky about it. So yeah, I think that really helped as well with the imposter syndrome because I was like, damn, if she believes, I better believe, like I belong here, she's trusting in me and at the end of the day, all you can do is try our best. We're at the freaking world championships, hun. Like, people aren't slow. People aren't slow. If you, you can literally come dead last and still do yourself proud because we are at the world championships. This is sort of as good as it gets at my age group right now, you know? So yeah, the final happens and oh my God, it, it was so much fun. So we had followed our race plan you know going on to rhythm from the 150 long and strong and our coach who was coaching us at the time pete pete chambers um he was like you want your middle 1k to be the same split as your last 500 like you know you've done it right when your middle 1k is the same split as your last 500 you don't want to come out with a crazy sprint because that's not the type of athletes we are yeah we have a good sprint but at the end of the day we know that what is best what is better than the rest is that middle 1k and it was it was really really good i think that we were more or less in second we were on the romanians for a very long time and then it got to around after the 1k and the swiss were still ahead of us and we were like okay now we've got to move like it's like we are not gonna run out of track so we put everything into place and start shifting we're moving on the swiss i'm so focused on the swiss that bloody hell right next to us who who is it the bloody canadians i was like oh my god you wow like i just wasn't expecting that but they got it on the line so the canadians got silver um romanians got gold and then we got bronze we got bronze by 0.4 of a second and I'm not even mad, like, I I cannot be mad. It was amazing racing. I was like, fair enough. Like, this is the caliber that we're at. Like, it's not over till it's over. And it's definitely such a learning experience, of course. But at the end of the day, I couldn't have tried any harder. I couldn't have gone 0.4 seconds quicker because when I got to the finish line, I was absolutely dead. There was nothing left to give. I wasn't even in the, I wasn't even steering correctly. I swear, our steering just went to shits because I was like, my head is pounding. My body is pounding with so much pain and I just want this to be over. So yeah, I think, I definitely tried the hair. The, uh, I definitely tried my best and, I got an incredible result regardless. It, it was fun racing, honestly. I was just like, wow, 
I, only at the championships will you ever experience this. I feel like domestic racing tends to be a bit more black and white. You don't really get as close races, at least on the women's side, I feel like there's a lot of a gap um, in terms of the depth. So yeah, it was just really, really, really fun to experience that and sort of familiar my, for, uh, words aren't coming to me, familiarise myself with the calibre of racing that I will be up against for more or less the rest of my life now until until the fun stops. Um, so yeah, what is happening next for me? I am currently on my week off and honestly, I don't really have any crazy plans other than doing some self-care bits today. I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to do my hair. Um, I'm going to see my friends. Oh my goodness, I've missed my friends so much. It's crazy to me because the summer's just flown by. I'm like, how the heck is it already August? How on earth? I'm turning 21 this month as well. I don't want to talk about it, so we're not going to talk about it. Thank you very much. Um, but yeah, um, after my week off, I'm going straight back into rowing. I've got like a start camp coming up. August camp is always a fun one because it's a little bit longer and yeah it's just the last camp of the season so people tend to have a fun time and then i've also got a family holiday i'm going on my holobobs i've done so much traveling this year i'm an absolute jet setter and i love it i love it but yeah with the family we're going to malta and i can't wait it's just for a few days and then after that back into rowing again um I think I'll be going to the European Championship, so watch out for that. I obviously have to like get selected and all of that jazz, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm in a pretty good position and I'm not actually sure exactly what I'm going to be doing. Nothing's been finalised yet, but we shall see at the end of this month. And in September, I'm starting fourth year. Oh my God, I'm starting fourth year. My final year of university. Goodness, am I actually gonna have to be an adult after this? Am I? Please, asking for a friend because that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand. But then at the same time, I do feel really old, which is why I don't wanna talk about turning 21 because I'm like, oh my God, like I am. Like, I am. I'm in my 20s. Like, I'm not just 20 anymore. I'm in my 20s. And before, I used to have the weirdest age dysmorphia. I was like, I feel like I'm 25 stuck in an 18-year-old's body. And now, I'm actually getting towards being older. And I'm like, maybe not. Maybe I'm still 18. Because this brain... Like, what's the difference between me now and me 18, please? so many questions like why am i being held responsible for big girl things when i'm not a big girl why why (laughs) i cannot deal i cannot deal but anyway you guys will be here to see the journey you guys will be here to hear about all of my stresses um thank you for listening and i'll catch you in the next one